very warm welcome to you all, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Chris Oakley. This is the Football Attic Kid Podcast, episode number 12. And uh, it's good to be back with you once again in this new year, 2017, our first episode. Uh, and I say our because it's not just me. Uh, may I now, at this juncture, introduce you to the uh, likeable shirt-collecting Coventry person, Rich Johnson. Good day, folks. Hello there. Good to just speak to you again, and uh, happy New Year. Even if it's not, uh, if it's a bit uh, late to be saying that, but uh, I trust yeah. you had a f- yeah. pleasant festive season and all that. It was all right, you know. Just, just I, I, I think I say this every year when we record podcasts <laughs> around Christmas, and then you I know go, you. "How was Christmas?" And I go, eh, "It was Christmassy, meh." Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it yeah. was. It was nice. It was all right. It was nice to have some of the family all together again because obviously the eldest is away at uni, so it was nice to have people back. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, but the wife was ill for most of it, so we didn't really oh. do a huge amount. Uh, and but also we had plans to um, sort out the garage, and because I have a lot of stuff, um, <laughs> but that never happened. So you know that oh. was a highlight because I yeah, didn't I was just going to say, <laughs> not all bad then. <clears throat> no. <clears throat> uh, Excellent. But yes, it was it was good, and it's good to be back on the old attic pod. Yes, indeed. Yes, uh, a, a year. Uh, ahead of us, in which we'll be uh, discussing all manner of kits, good, bad, or otherwise, and uh, I look forward to be uh, bringing you lots of dialogue on that front in the uh, in the months to come. Um, coming up in this podcast, we've got uh, a focus on a kit collection which happens to be uh, very non-league in uh, in its flavour. We'll be telling you more about that later on, and a kit off vote that uh, follows suit. Uh, three terrific shirts for you to vote on. We've also got the result from the previous. Uh, uh, kit off vote which we did oh, way back sometime in December uh, but uh, before then of course we start off as ever with kit news um, and Rich uh, an international flavour to kit news this time what have we got? Uh, well yes indeed uh, apparently footy headlines are reporting that Nike are releasing a new third kit for the USA uh, mm. but, and I like it sounds strange when you listen to it but actually i think it could be nice it's a predominantly red with silver detailing mm, yes that's not massively keen on red kits and it's, i don't know why but i don't really like them for the usa either mm. just doesn't just doesn't feel right to me but mm, well we'll see um but apparently they also report a possible new third kit for england which might be uh which will be sorry midnight navy black and metallic silver now again uh, <laughs> Hashtag redundant. Well, quite, yeah. Do we need a third kit? Probably not. No, we've managed all this time. Although, I mean, it was nice when we had the third kits in the, uh, in the sort of nineties when we did Mm. have them. But how often did they get used? Almost never. Mm. Um, so it's, it is entirely redundant. And I'm not a great fan of, uh, of Navy, um, kits for England. The one we had as an away kit a couple of years ago, I thought was a bit dull. Um, I'll tell you what would be nice though, is, is we actually went back to this kind of light, light blue ones. Because I did yeah. like them. I thought they were quite nice. And actually do... I mean, to be fair, the, the Navy will provide a third, you know... Option, um, yeah. Option, which is clearly different. I suppose the problem is if you go for the the sort of light blue, that would potentially be classed as a light shirt and therefore mm. not quite work. So, I don't know. It just seems a bit redundant. And it's just... Well... <laughs> uh, they're obviously bringing out a new kit at some point because Sports Direct are flogging the England shirts off for 20 quid now. So, <laughs> Oh, there you are. But only That's online, it. annoyingly. I'm just going to get this rant in now. Sports Direct, <laughs> just match your prices in store. I don't want to have to pay £4.99 for delivery, all right? Well, yeah. that's that point made. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> well done. Very good. Um, yes. I, I'm just, um, I mean, you've got to have a blue kit for all those games we play against Paraguay, you know, when the white and the red clash. So, you know, because we <laughs> well, play Paraguay we do, we a lot. Do face, you know. we, well, actually, thinking about it, we played them in the 86 World Cup, and I think we just wore on white, and they and wore their red. Two thousand and six. Do we play them in two thousand and six? I can't remember now. Or am I imagining that? I'm probably imagining it. Anyway, um, but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it'll it'll be interesting seeing what a what a you know um, midnight navy and black um, shirt looks like. Um, And you note the 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 whole metallic silver thing has been used for both this possible new third kit for England and the one for the USA. So they're going, clearly Nike are going a bit with, um, they've got a, 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 a surplus of metallic silver uh, that they want to use. Uh, but I think it's only going to appear on the sort of Nike swoosh logo and maybe the badge, and that's probably the only places you'll see it really. But um, it'll be interesting seeing how they turn out nonetheless. And, do, you, uh, do you know what that says to me? That says templates. Well, yes. Not that Nike so, do that kind of thing, as you know. No, 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 no. no. And well, what else we got? What about actual kits rather than sort of leaks and stuff? Some lies and stuff. <laughs> uh, well, the first one that we got, I think Austin Long actually wanted our opinions on this. Uh, he, I think he tweeted a couple of days ago, and it was already in the crib sheet by this point. Um, so great yes. minds and all that. Uh, this is Portland Timbers. Uh, it's their new home jersey for the 2017 MLS season. What? When does the MLS season run? It's not um, the same start- as... as it starts on March the third, and I think if I'm <coughs> oh, right in saying, I think it goes on till like November. I think I could be yeah. wrong on that, but uh, yeah. So it's actually, in, in terms of in terms of kit launches, that's actually quite late then, really, isn't it? Because um, yeah. I suppose the kit the season is almost upon us, um, and it's made by Adidas, dark green with gold trim, and has an embossed grid like pattern on the shirt. Oh yes, I've just realised you've actually written when the date is on the actual line <laughs> yeah, following the last one. sentence on our crib sheet. Yes. Is. <laughs> the 2017 MLS season starts on March the 3rd. What do you think of this one, Chris? I love it. I think it's terrific. Um, I do like a slightly darker tone of green on any any team shirt that wears that colour, uh, that wears green. I think darker green works better than lighter. I'm looking at you, Nigeria. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah, the gold gold trim i've said it before not always keen on gold trim but um, it just works really well with the green and uh, you've got the three nike uh, nike you've got three adidas um stripes along the shoulders but not down the arms um and also a little sort of bit of white uh, what's the matter with my brain today you wouldn't believe you probably <laughs> you you may get to hear in the easter egg section at the end of this podcast my two failed attempts at doing a bloody introduction only I, do two? I thought it was about five three two three five who knows yeah um but sorry as i was trying to say there's a bit of gold trim sort of just up from the bottom of the cuffs which also looks really nice and all the other details the badge the sponsor logo all looks very nice and, and even the round neck button-up um collar Excellent. A nice shirt, that. And the embossed pattern as well. Just a nice little extra detail. Did you I, like one, I, I absolutely love it. I think it's beautiful. Um, yeah, yeah, I think, it's like you say, Chris, the sort of dark green is very nice, very smart. I think the embossed pattern on it looks really... I don't know, it just looks amazing. And I'm, I'm very much, very, very happy that Adidas have adopted the um, the sort of what I would call the Liverpool 86... Mm-hmm. Um, stripes, stripes on, the, on the shoulders and uh, not on the sleeves I think I've been asking for that for quite a long time um, yeah. and I'm very glad they're finally doing it, I just think it's beautiful I'd like you say the, the gold actually, actually works very well with the dark green now I think one comment that Austin made was he said he didn't like the button 
Now, yeah. <coughs> I'm not sure because looking at this, there's two buttons on it. There's that, but one on, on the actual pictures that we've got in the crib sheet, uh, it's only the bottom one that's actually done up. The other mm. one isn't. But if you look on the second picture, the one on the left, I think you can see the button on the top. So there is Poking actually, out, it's not like it, because I think Austin's point was that it was, it looked kind of redundant. So you've got like a, an open mm. flappy collar and then a button halfway down it. But actually you can see on the material at the top as well, there's clearly where it's normally done up. So there is actually two buttons on it. So I, I think it works as a really smart car. I think it's a really, really nice shirt. Very, yeah. very likey. Yes, indeed. And just to, to say at this point, we're referring to a crib sheet. It's our new sort of service that we've introduced in the last couple of podcasts. If you want to see pictures that uh, accompany the, the shirts that we talk about, and if you want all the other details that we mentioned in the podcast, uh, you can... Uh, get in touch with us and ask us uh, for a copy of our crib sheet and we'll be giving you details about that later on. Uh, failing that, just go to www.thefootballattic.com, look for the latest podcast uh, post and you'll find out how to get the uh, the crib sheet from there. But uh, yes, a little extra service we're providing you here. Um, so, lovely shirt there from Adidas. Uh, now, looking further afield to Japan, now the J-League season, or J-1 League to be specific, that's their top flight over there, that starts on February the 25th, uh, so there's a whole raft of new uh, Japanese club shirts, club kits coming out uh, at the moment. Uh, one that we've picked out for the purpose of this discussion uh, belongs to Shimitsu S-Pulse. Now, um, they were promoted to the top flight last season, or last year, and um, their, their new shirt is, is interesting. Is a, is a is a polite way of putting it. Um, complicated is another way of putting it. It's basically it's predominantly this kind of a slightly autumnal orangey kind of colour uh, with yellow as well. So those are the two predominant colours of the shirt. But it's made by Puma, and the main motif on this, which is really kind of um, out there, it's basically like a camouflage pattern. Again, as I say, in orange and yellow, but overlaid on top of or in amongst a sort of globe motif and there are certain locations kind of picked out on there like you know asia and antarctica and stuff like that and also shimitsu i think as uh as which is obviously the club in question um and then you've got this kind of sponsor logo across the middle and it's it's a bit it's a bit busy but it's an interesting one and you'll forgive me for saying this i i mean this most politely but i can imagine this ending up in your collection but maybe you'd be able to sort of confirm or deny the likelihood of that let me start by saying, are you aware of the 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 confectionery item called fruit salad? <laughs> of course I'm I'm aware of that. The listeners outside would, the UK would, may not be, but I mean I certainly am, yes. If you're not, go and look it up. Because this <laughs> what this shirt looks like is someone ate a lot of fruit salad, and that is a situation I can identify with. And then <laughs> having eaten too much fruit salad, puked it all over a shirt. Um, <laughs> Because that is what it looks like. Actually, this will not find its way into my, my collection. So I was, funny enough, as you were talking, I was sitting there looking at it thinking, this is exactly the sort of shirt that I would normally buy. Yes. But I, I think it's I think it's awful. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's a mess. It's just... Uh, I'm not a great fan of the colours. I mean, that's just... Obviously, it's their, that's their colours, so there's nothing yes. I can do about that. But it just looks a mess because you've got this camouflage pattern. And then I'm trying to work out... Can you actually see any land masses on the shirt? You or is it you, just you, literally... You've really got to kind of look and squint hard at the picture. Uh, but it is like there. You're going to do a world map. Out. Yeah. 
it's like if you're going to do a world map, don't then put camouflage on top of it because in this case it's done its job and you can't see anything. I mean, there's no point sticking labels on it because you, I mean, <laughs> land masses by their nature are not sort of you know generally straight or anything. So when you yeah. stick a random camouflage pattern on top of it, it's gonna mask it quite well. So no, I don't, I don't like it. I'm not having it. <laughs> no, no, it's it basically. Um, if you look sort of just below the middle of the shirt in a, in a kind of medium orangey kind of color, you can just about make out the outline of Australia. It's basically a sort of map of like the eastern part of the, of a world map, you know, Japan and Aust- Australia and that kind of thing. But it's, yeah, as you say, it's too, um, obscure. Um, maybe if you actually had the shirt in front of you, you'd be able to, be able to make out all these details a lot clearer. But it's, um, yeah. I think, to be honest, um, a lot of the sort of J League shirts that are what are coming out this season and, and have come out in previous seasons as well are a lot more wacky than what we're oh, used yeah. to say in the U- in the UK. So, to, to some extent, you would expect to see something like this. But even by those standards, <laughs> this is quite uh, quite an vile. out there kind of design. Yeah, or vile, depending on how you look at things. <laughs> so there we go. So that's uh, Shimitsu S Pulse. Uh, what else has uh, come out just in the last week or so, there, Rich? Uh, we have uh, footballfashion.org have published images showing the four kits for what yes. the Guinea Bissau 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 I don't know if I pronounced that correctly I do apologise will potentially be wearing potentially you know, I suppose yeah if there's four of them uh, wearing during the <laughs> 2017 Afcon uh, they're made by a French company oh god why Hell do I get them all with all the pronunciation Kelemes <laughs> sorry not that Spanish isn't it <laughs> uh, yeah Kelemes uh, and feature an animal marking motif that takes inspiration from the team nickname the African Wild Dogs and we have it's meh it's a bit <laughs> meh it's, it's, it's clearly that what that makes me think of is someone uh, who has seen all the Puma kits down the years mm-hmm. and thought we'll have a go at that now we had who was the one we had a couple of pods ago uh, which had a similar thing with like a, a lion head on it oh, not um, that was Senegal not Senegal mm, no I don't think it was no, it wasn't Sierra Leone either. It was someone else, and they had that. Um, which, and and again, that's I suppose a similar sort of thing. I think we made a, co- a comparison with the Puma shirts at the time, but I think mm. that one worked. I think this just looks a bit lame. Yeah, Sorry. a little bit sort of lazy almost, isn't it? But um, yeah, yeah. Basically, the the home kit is all red. The away kit is all green. The third kit is all yellow, and the fourth kit is all white. Now. Whether we'll see much of the yellow or white ones, I'm not sure. But, um, I mean, the red and green one's quite vivid, but there's not sort of much detail. Part There's these kind of... I thought they were, like, supposed to be sort of scratch marks or something, which is, which is again, as you say, very sort of uh, like a Puma thing that we've seen in the past. But these are the markings that are coming in from the right-hand side of the shirt, and there's, there's not a lot of detail to them. So it looks a bit odd. It almost looks a bit like they've been sort of um, hung up on a wall just below a pot of dripping paint or something and it's kind of gone onto the shirt then it's uh, kelemes apparently are referred to on the football fashion website as a little known french kit manufacturer and um so we should be sort of perhaps uh not too harsh with them but um let's put it this way they they could probably do with putting a little bit more interest and definition into the shirt if possible in the future uh, because the only other sort of defining feature is a, is a sort of v-neck to the shirt in a in a contrasting colour. So, you know, they're okay. I've seen worse probably, but they're not 
going to ever sort of top my list of um, favourite shirts in the world ever. But there we are. So that's Guinea Bissau. Bissau. I never. How do you pronounce that? I don't know. I would. I would personally go for Guinea Bissau, which I Bissau. think I did. Um, yes. So, but I don't, <laughs> I'm sure there will be someone that will correct us, as, as they always do when we get these things wrong. So I sorry. know. <laughs> what can you do? Try our best, you know. I don't know. But the worst thing is, I used to slate Alan Shearer for not being able to pronounce it. So <laughs> see, I'm kind see, of being the boots on the other foot one's now. own petard. Yes, indeed, yes, indeed. Um, uh, more news right. about the um, African Nations Cup and another kit for another team. Oh, sorry, was that a cue for me? That would be you, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you can see the you can see the chemistry flows here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what? Oh, me? Hey, uh, yes. Uh, this is Egypt, um, and this this is uh, well. If you've seen the Scotland shirt this year, it will look very familiar um, because it seems to be. And and again. Don't pick us up on this. We're just, we're just saying it looks similar. I'm not saying it's the exact same design because obviously the Scottish one will be more tartany, uh, with more lines and other things. But this is basically, uh, a red, sh- red bodied shirt with, uh, white and uh, white black, um, <laughs> sleeves in the same style as the Scotland shirt. And the red body of the shirt has the same, a similar looking tartan design on it. Um, but just as a shadow print, no actual extra colors on it. Um, and I can't really tell from the uh, white from the picture of it. Uh, the white awake it might have that same shadow print on. I can't actually see. Mm, from don't this think picture, so, but I could be wrong. Yeah, and it's, it's it just seems a shame to me because the I I know a lot of people don't, but I really love the Scotland shirt at the moment. I like the white sleeves because I think it provides a nice contrast. I know most Scottish fans don't like it, but I really do. Um, and it's just a shame to see it now almost being used as a template because the whole point is it kind of was felt like a, a one-off for Scotland. And yeah. like I say, I know that the actual tartan detailing might be different, but this is clearly based on it. And it just feels a bit of a shame, really, that that, that it's now been reduced to almost a template. So, I don't know, mm. what are your thoughts, Chris? Well, when I first saw it, I thought it was um, quite a nice, bold move for the same reason as you know Scotland having white sleeves on their <coughs> navy blue shirt. Uh, now you've got Egypt's red shirts with a, with black sleeves. I thought, well, that's quite bold, and all right, maybe not the the, the best execution of a, an idea that you've ever seen, but um, well worth giving a try too. Um, however, yeah, the tartan sort of background I don't get at all. It just doesn't really apply. Um, am I right? I've just suddenly had a thought. You'll be able to correct me on this, I'm sure. Haven't Sweden got that pattern as well on their shirts at the moment? Or is that like an old... Maybe Actually, old someone else has. I, I, I've just realised someone else has as well. It might be... Uh, it's either Sweden or Ukraine or something like that. Oh, Ukraine. That's what I'm thinking of. Yes, I think you're, you're yeah. right. You're absolutely right. Um, so, um, red with black sleeves, I think it's not, not the worst thing in the world. It doesn't look too bad. The socks are black with sort of white horizontal bands running all the way down, or hoops, call them what you will. Um, it's a bit odd. It's a little bit odd for Egypt, but it's it's different. Um, what is perhaps just as interesting, if not more so, is the away kit, because I think ordinarily Egypt wear green away from home, and what they've got away is a white shirt with black sleeves and then black shorts and white socks. Um, I think that works better. That just for a change from the green, I suppose that 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 kind of works because obviously, as you probably know, listeners, you know a lot of African teams wear some combination of either red or green or yellow or three. Um, so white is not 
used quite so much on the African sort of national football scene. A few teams, I think, have like Ghana, I think, sort of uh, use white and black. So the, the, away, the away kit works quite nicely. The, the home kit, I think, almost works, but uh, it's a little bit messy. I think the socks are uh, unnece- uh, uh, yeah, unnecessarily over-detailed with those extra little sort of thin uh, horizontal hoops going... I suppose hoops are horizontal. Uh, you know, uh, hoops going down the socks. It's, it just looks a bit too busy, but um, but interesting nonetheless. It's interesting and 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 it's good to see Adidas trying something a little bit different, I guess, rather than just trotting out kind of te- templates they're using elsewhere. Um, the, this particular template isn't seen quite so often, I suppose, as some of the others. Right. I've just looked up the Ukraine shirt and yes. the uh, Scotland shirt, and they are all identical in template. Yeah. Uh-huh. So the Scotland shirt doesn't have any extra sort of tartany details on it. It is exactly the same as the Ukraine and Egypt shirts. But the Ukraine so shirts a... don't have contrasting colour sleeves, do they? Uh, they don't have contrasting colour sleeves, no, but they do have plain sleeves. It's yeah. also got a slightly different neck by the look of it. Um, the mm-hmm. So the Egypt one has the standard V-neck, as does Scotland, whereas Ukraine's actually got a button-up collar. Right. But it, yeah, other than that, it's exactly the same. So. Oh, really oh well, are. there we go then. So, so I mean, it's a nice template. Actually, yeah. I do really like the template. It was just I, I, I mistakenly believe the Scotland one was specifically for Scotland, which yeah. it turns out it is not. So, there you go. Yeah, it would be nice to think we lived in a world where sort of Scotland got their own sort of specific kit design, but um, there you but are. But I suppose the problem is for these minor nations. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but you know, there yeah, you are. well, you know, I'm going to say it. <laughs> oh well. There it is. So um, that uh, that's your kit news, really, for for this podcast. Um, as we've said before, it's that time of year when there's a lot of leaks going around, um, and were it not for the African Nations Cup, then there probably wouldn't be much else to talk about. But that's a few bits and pieces that we've picked up on the wires. Anyway, time now for our uh, kit collection at spot. And as you know, we do like to dip into the uh, history books and things and pick tournaments out and uh, look at the kits from those. Actually, we're not going back into the the mists of time this time around. We're looking at something which is pretty much current, really. We are looking at the uh, kits uh, of the 2016-2017 National League uh, competition, um, sponsored sponsored by Vanarama, whoever they may be. Um, I'm guessing that's a, a van hire company. Do you know that one? I don't know, Rich. I'm, I've been in New Zealand. I, I, I have know. no idea, but I'm assuming they are a van hire company because yeah. they're called Vanarama. Either that or they sell vans, or or it's something to do with some Dutch person. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a <coughs> Dutch population appreciation society. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, anyway, yes. But anyway, for those of you uh, listening in from outside the UK, basically the National League is the fifth tier of English football. It's the top tier of what you might call semi-professionalism. Um, and basically, It's, teams it's what tr- everyone will always call the GM Vauxhall Conference. Conference, that's right. I'm sorry, it's the GM Vauxhall Conference and it always will be. <laughs> yeah, it, always, it used to be known as a conference. It was sort of a decent sort of you know, shorthand so you knew what you were talking about. But basically, teams in the Vanarama National League are trying to break out of that and get into the top four flights of uh, of English football when you're considered a professional league team. Uh, but um, anyway, I have to be honest and upfront about this. Being a West Ham supporter, I've not, in the past, had much call for focusing on 
the National League, the fifth tier of, of English and Welsh football. Um, but, um, Rich, when you come up with the idea of uh, us looking at this on this podcast, it was a great opportunity to basically become a bit more acquaintance with the teams that are playing there and also the kits that they wear because I'm hopelessly uninformed about such things and it's proven to be a really uh, worthwhile exercise. Um, needless to say, we're not going to go through absolutely every single team because that would take too long. So what we've decided to do is to essentially look at and pick out our favourite fa- favourite three home kits and away kits. Okay, so we're going to, in reverse order, we're going to talk about the, the ones that we've picked out. But if you uh, get our crib sheet, you'll be able to see all of the home and away kits, and in certain cases, the third kits as well, so you know uh, what each of the teams are wearing. And maybe you'll get in touch with us and tell us your thoughts on which ones you like the best and worst. Um, we'll give you all the contact details, as I say, at the end of the podcast. So, Rich... Let's get on with this. Uh, can we start off, please, with your um, home kit third best, your third favourite kit, home kit? In three, we've got <laughs> Aldershot Home, uh, which is a very nice kit. It's um, it's basically uh, a sort of, I, I don't know what shade of red you would call that. It's kind of like an, a, I don't know, not really crimson, but kind of... It's like a darker red, but not like on the purple scale. <laughs> See what I mean? It's just yeah. not working. Um, it's kind of, <laughs> I suppose those colours almost Barca have had them at times, I think. Um, so it's a red bodied shirt. It's a standard Adidas, te- Adidas? Yeah, that's right. Hmm. Adidas template, um, uh, with this sort of quite thick, what well, I suppose they almost look like cuffs, but hmm. they extend about three inches up the arm. Um, and the cuffs are in blue and the trim's in blue and it's just a very nice shirt. Like I think you described it before we came on air, Chris, as uh, sort of just a very nice implementation of that particular template. And I think I think you're right. Hmm. It's good. It's the only Adidas kit being worn <coughs> in the um, in the National League at the moment. Um, I think they had was it Wrexham. I think they. My research told me earlier on. I think they had the Wrexham kit last year, but they've lost that. So this is the only one, but it's a really nice, if it is team wear, it's really nicely executed. As I say, the red, the shade of red and blue that's used on the shirt and shorts, um, just goes together really well. And those thick, we'll call them cuffs for what it is, um, uh, just, it just works for me. You've got a V neck there. You've got the Adidas stripes going all the way along the shoulders and the, the sleeves. And I think I'm right in saying that last year, Aldershot Town, and we must call them Aldershot Town because they're not, specifically the same as the order shop that went kaput in the 1980s um i think last season they had white shorts so they've actually switched to having blue this year and i think it works even better so all things considered very nice indeed and i have to say it was actually my choice's number one home kit at the moment in the uh, in the national league so i think we both rate it quite highly um, obviously myself more than you but um well worth checking out as i say Team sometimes team wear kits can look a bit kind of cheap, but this one I just think it just looks really good. It looks a bit classier than that. So there you go. Um, my number three for the home kits, I've gone for Woking. Now um, Woking, basically, some people will know uh, wear red and white. They often wear red and white stripes in certain seasons. This season, um, they're wearing a Joma kit, and it's a red and white halved shirt. And the sleeves are sort of in opposite colours. So left sleeve is white, left half of the sleeve, left half of the shirt is red, 
and then it goes white and then red on the other sleeve as well. So it's nicely done. Black collar, uh, slightly flappy collar. And then you've got black shorts, white socks. And the, the overall effect, I think, is really nice. Um, I find some Joma kits, uh, Joma kits generally are a bit hit and miss, but this one just really hits a spot for me. And um, I think I read somewhere that it's basically, um, I won't use the term rip-off, because otherwise lawyers will be tracking me down. But I think somebody on a website somewhere said that it's basically the same kit as, oh God, I can't remember who it was, another team. Another non-league team, and they've basically just grabbed their kit and then put a Calagas logo as a sponsor logo on the middle. But I can't remember which team that was. But anyway, that may or may not be true. All I know is it looks really nice. Um, this, I don't think, was one of your top three, Rich, but what do you think of it? It was. It was my number two. <laughs> it was your number two. There you go. <laughs> it is, yeah. So segueing nicely into the number two slot. Mm. Uh, yeah, I really like this as well. I think what the, the extra things I do like about it, because I'm not normally a great fan of red and white shirts, um, but I just like the fact that it, they've got the black trim on there as well. Mm. And I think what also I, I do like is that they've got a black stripe, a thick black stripe, similar to what Puma kits at the moment have, um, down the sleeve. So the mm. white sleeve is actually white and black, and I'm assuming uh, that the red sleeve is actually red and black. And I just think the black trim works really nicely with it. Um, yes. And I, yeah, it's it's I, I was quite surprised when I saw it because we uh, what we have found at lower league is uh, sorry non league or let's just call them division five really. Um, <laughs> division is, five, I love it. <clears throat> yeah, well, um, if what we found is that there's a mixture of standard teamwear templates and um, lesser manufacturers, as we might call them, say like Joma hmm. and um, Vandernell and uh, uh, Macron. But that actually provides quite a nice sort of pleasant mix because you get you get your sort of standard templates, but then you get these quite bizarre designs that obviously you mm. don't get to see much of in the, in the higher leagues. Um, so it, it's quite an interesting mix. And this one, obviously made by Joma, is just quite a, a sort of really nice, unique design. I don't know, there's something about it I really like, which normally I wouldn't like this sort of thing, but there's just something about it I quite like. So, mm. Very good. And also, just for what it's worth, I would have to say that they've, got exactly the right approach when it comes to their away kit as well which is that they've got gone for something that is a uh, distinctly different uh, in that they've got basically an all yellow away kit with sort of black trim and that in contrast to sort of red and white half shirts and black shorts it just it just works it just works really well i make yeah, the point horrible, about having a distinct though what the away kit? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not the best, but I mean just <laughs> the implementation of color for a, for a contrast, yes. I think, works well. And I make that point because it will be key uh, in our later discussions on this for a certain team. I wonder if you can guess uh, who it is. Uh, but anyway, uh, there you go. So that was your number two choice then, uh, Rich, for, yes. for the home kits. So um, your number one choice then for for the best well, what home was your kit internationally. Oh, sorry, but yeah, okay, I suppose I should do mine, you know, really. Uh, I'm glad one of us is awake. Um, for, for my <laughs> number <just>. two, <laughs> my number two home kit, um, I have gone for Eastley. Now, Eastley have got a Macron kit, and again, another manufacturer, I just think, oh, some of their kits are good, some of them are bad. What they've got on both their home and away shirts is this kind of pattern. It's like a shadow pattern where you've got sort of stripes gradually decreasing in depth going from top down to the bottom but the home shirt is blue which is traditional for Eastley and that shadow pattern works really well um, there's also a little bit of white piping going down the side of the shirts it's got a nice kind of um, sort of low profile flappy collar shall we say in blue um, the only slight 
sort of detriment to the whole thing is that it's got this strange kind of white ring that goes from under the arms and then goes round the back of the shoulder. You can't actually see it from the front of the shirt, but when you see the backs of the shirts, there's this kind of white panel, a bit like what um, Umbro are doing with the Derby and Everton away kits this season. Only it's on not on the front of the kit, it's on the back, it's sort of behind the shoulder, if you like. But um, but the pattern, it's that shadow pattern with those. Um, horizontal bands i think it looks terrific um the picture that we've got in our crib sheet doesn't quite do it justice but if you bother to go off and uh, google uh, eastley home kit 2016-17 you'll probably see one or two pictures that show the, the the shirt off much better than that um and for what it's worth the away kit uh, is the same pattern same template but it's white shirts and black shorts but um your view on the home shirt though rich it's very nice um i didn't sort of see it um, much as we as I was going down the list, and I think maybe with a bit more time, it might have actually entered my top three because it's a really nice shirt and it's blue, so that's my favourite colour, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's just a very smart kit with some nice detailing. And again, what we were saying about you know having lower leagues, you know, and sort of lesser known manufacturers and stuff, it just sort of does bring some interesting designs to the fore. Yes, indeed, it certainly does. Um, well, we know my number one. That was Order Shop, but who was your number one? I'm going to go into a top, top of the pops voiceover now. What was your number one? Well, oh, it's the pick of the week or something. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> pick now. of the week. Um, pick of the one. What I'm talking about is right. Mine is. I wonder if anyone's actually guessed what mine might be because it's. I suppose if you know me and my choice of shirts, it's probably kind of an obvious one because uh, mm-hmm. I've gone for the Forest Green Rovers one, uh, which is. Basically, and I won't say whether it's hoops or bands. I think the hoops. I think it's not hoops. I think it's horizontal stripes. I think it's probably not um, a band that goes around the back. But it's basically a sort of lurid green and black um, horizontal stripes on the front. It's like a kind of bee that fell into some lime juice, <laughs> um, and it's it's a puma. Uh, shirt, so I'm guessing it's one of their templates, because uh, their away kit is basically the same, but in white and black rather than green and black. But I just really like it. It's a very neat template. I think the, the collar on it is very nice, neat, and I just like the sort of uh, the green and black. I think that's just such a, a unique combo, um, especially in that Pantone. <laughs> well, I was just going to say um, so that yeah. it's that shade of green, which is the eye-catching in every possible respect, I suppose. Yeah, quite, uh... and I, I'm trying to work out if it's just the photo they've got because if you, <laughs> it's it's like they've used a, a sort of um, like an Instagram filter on it or something. <laughs> um, but I don't care; it looks great, so liking it. It's not bad. I think I prefer the away kit. It's just the 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 green is slightly eye burning. Um, therefore, the, <laughs> the white and black just is nice and subdued, and uh, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, for all the reasons that you sort of said, really. But um, I, I would imagine it probably is a, a Puma template of some sort. But um, curiously, the um, because of the placement of the black bands, hoops, call them what you will. The sponsor logo, which is for a company called Ecotricity, is quite high up, really, for a sponsor name, but because it has to go on a light-coloured background. But um, does that sort of bother you, or do you like that, Rich? I suppose that particular detail doesn't bother me. No, yeah. it doesn't bother me at all. I know some people get a lot really sort of hung up about sponsor placement, but I don't care so long as it fits in with the shirt. I'd rather it fit in with the shirt than if they'd tried to put it on the on a black band um, mm. and then put like a you know a white background to it. I'd rather they sort of work with the shirt. So, hmm. no, it doesn't bother me at all. Fair enough. Um, you were saying earlier on about the kind of uh, uh, variety, let's say, of different uh, uh, kit manufacturers 
at this level in the at the fifth level level which is absolutely right it's quite refreshing actually to see such a wide variety um but uh but yeah i mean um but that's a puma one i mean obviously puma making the kit for the current premier league champions and just goes to show that they're producing decent kit um even at the fifth level as well and, and further down from that as well i dare say so yeah a couple of nice kits those all good um, and this is actually, I think this is the second year that Forest Green Rovers have had this. That was the other point I was going to make as well, apart from the variety of manufacturers, is that at this level, at something that might be slightly jarring for certainly me. Again, I'm sorry to sound blinkered, you know, being West Ham support and all that. But um, where nowadays, if you if you follow a Premier League team or a Championship team or whatever, you're used to sort of one year kit deals. Well, down in in the National League, you're still seeing teams using a kit for two or even three seasons so um and this uh forest green rovers one i think this is the second or third year they've had the same home kit but it's a nice one uh all the same there we go right on to our favorite away kits now i'll start off on this one um i have gone for my number three away kit um i've gone for the tramir tramir rovers away kit now we mentioned earlier on with the Portland Timbers um, that they've got a lovely green shirt, slightly dark. Well, this is the same, and we're, we're still dealing with Puma here as well. Um, Tranmere Rovers' home kit this year is white with sort of blue trim, but their away kit is a lovely shade of green, almost like a sort of army shade of green in a way. And uh, white detailing, i.e. Uh, manufacturer logo, badge, sponsor logo. And uh, but what's quite interesting is the stripe that go, or the band that runs along the shoulder and the and the sleeves is in a. It, I don't know if it's maybe the way the light's catching it, but it looks like a slightly slightly lighter shade of green. Not much, but just a bit. Even if it's not deliberately a different shade, and it's then it is the the light that's catching it. It just it's a lovely, sort of understated looking shirt. What do you think, Rich? Uh, I agree, uh, and it's why it's also my number three as well. Um, ah. Uh, because I, I, although actually having looked at it again, I'd, I'd be tempted to possibly move it up the list, but I'll keep it where it is for the time being. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just a very, very classy looking shirt. I, I just, just, it's similar to the Portland Timbers one. There's something about the sort of dark green mm. and where they've not gone overboard with it as well. The fact that, like you say, the, the stripe down the sleeve possibly is a slightly different, it does look slightly lighter. Um, but the fact they've kept it all in effect too, shades really green and white there's nothing else on there hmm. and it just makes and i think because it's um the 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 collar on it's a nice little sort of very thin v-neck with a nice sort of short collar on it it's just it looks very very classy really hmm. really impressed with that one well yeah and also interestingly on the home kit as i say white with a sort of blue band down the sleeves um the sponsor logo which is i can't read it at the moment it's like bnm something i can't see what that says um Water services, I think there might be. Um, waste basic, services, I think. Waste yeah. services, I beg your pardon. Um, on the home kit, they've kind of left that as being a kind of blue square-shaped logo on, on the white shirt. But for the away shirt, they've just used a white outline. And I just think that's nice. It's good when they use common sense for things like that because it would a blue sort of square on a green shirt would just wouldn't work. It would look a bit sort of crap, frankly. So common sense has prevailed. Lovely kit. And... Um, Interestingly, again, um, this year Tranmere Rovers are, have gone with a Puma uh, pair of kits. Last season they were with Carbrini, and the home kit I actually think was better by Carbrini last season. It was a white shirt that had kind of blue and green stripes going down the left-hand side of the shirt. Lovely looking shirt, and I think um, 
the switch to Puma has given them a better away shirt, but uh, not quite as good a, a home shirt. But anyway, that's just sort of incidental, really. So there you go. So what was your number two away shirt then, Rich? My number two away is Solihull Moors. Um, now, I have a bit of history with Solihull Moors because I used to go and watch Solihull Borough, um, and I have a couple of their shirts, and then they merged with Moor Green FC and That's became right. Solihull Moors. Um, and then they changed their kit from a red. Well, Solihull Moors was red. Um, uh, sorry, Solihull Borough was red, and they they now play in uh, blue and white, uh, blue and white, what was it <laughs> blue and yellow. Jeez, I'm not awake yet. Blue and yellow. But their away kit for this year is a very strange affair. Basically, it's a sort of red central stripe. So the the base of this shirt is is split into three uh, in a kind of ratio of like the old Birmingham Penguin shirt. Um, so. It, but the middle part is red, and then the left side is white. And sorry, the left side of the shirt is. It depends which way you're looking at. If you're wearing <laughs> it, the the bit on your left sleeve is black, and the other the other side is white. So you've got white, red, and black, and it's just a really interesting combo the way of doing it. And yeah. it's just, I don't think I've. I'm trying to think if I've ever seen anything like that before, where it's so. I mean, obviously, we've seen things with different coloured sleeves, but where it actually runs onto the shirt itself, and it's it's almost literally like three very wide stripes, and mm. in three different colours, and it's just it's just quite interesting. And, and I, like I say, I'm not sure I've seen that sort of design before, and it's just quite eye catching, really. Yeah, it's it's a bit like the old, um, as you say, the Birmingham City um, Germany shirt, the one that I think was in our fifty greatest football shirts ever countdown. Um, was that one in the countdown? I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. It I was, think I yeah. even sort of suggested it. Um, but anyway, it's, it reminds me of that. It's basically like that, but instead of having a yellow segment down one side of the shirt, it's white. And the shorts are red, and the socks are red with white um, horizontal bands, white hoops going around them. And um, I, I just love the fact that you've got this bravery going on. Cause let's face it, you're not going to see that in the you know, in the Premier League. Um, Surridge, who are the manufacturers and who Solly Hall Moors have switched to this season, have gone. Okay, look, we're gonna we're gonna give you this. It might be a bit kind of out there. It's a bit different, but um, but it, it's really nicely done. Uh, black, red, and white, nice kind of combo. Uh, so uh, that's really good. Um, I think last year their awake it was, I think it was like a white shirt with red and black um, hoops. I think, or, or again, sorry, horizontal bands. I'm really paranoid about this now after somebody pulled me up about this on about episode number two. I can't sort of, you know, I have to make a disclaimer. It could be hoops, it could be bands. Um, but anyway, this one, I just think this is a vast improvement on last year's away kit, which wasn't that bad either. And this is just really nice. Uh, and it happens to be my number two away kit as well. How about that? Uh, we haven't consulted on this beforehand. This is just completely coincidental that uh, Rich's number three and number two away shirts the same as mine. As if it could happen again, A eh, Rich? Who's your number one? A, hey, indeed. Well, I don't know. It's my number one. Uh, and to be honest, I think as soon as I saw it, it became the number one immediately. Is Dagenham and Redbridge. Um, and And what's your number one, Chris? It's Dagenham and Redbridge. Who knew? Woohoo! We've actually matched uh, on all three away kits. It's unbelievable. Yep. Entirely independently as well. Yes. Yeah. There's no fixing here. We've not had any envelopes from uh, Dagenham and Redbridge. Honest. <laughs> yes. Well, I'll make it sound like we have now. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, the best way to describe this is a very plain shirt, actually. Um, sort of an all-white shirt. There's a chest band on it that is very reminiscent of the old Watford shirt from the mid-80s. Um, but instead of being split, uh, the one with the old Solvite logo underneath it, but instead of being split sort of about three-quarters of the way across, I'd say that's split halfway. Yeah. Um, so you've got this sort of chest band, which is uh, red on one side and blue on the other, split by a diagonal white line. And then the sponsor underneath is in is in blue as well, so it ties up nicely, and it just looks really nice. Yeah, I don't. It's just it's I don't know. It just really works. I've always said I like white, red, and blue, like primary colours of of uh, blue and red uh, on white. I just, I've always liked that mix of colours, and this is just gorgeous. Mm. Well, I, you know, I might be biased because actually um, Dagenham and Ribridge were um, my sort of local team. Actually, when I before I moved to New Zealand, I used to live in Dagenham, and uh, Dagenham and Ribridge's ground was about like a mile and a half from where I lived. I actually went and see, saw a couple of games at uh, at Dagenham's ground. So, you know, anything I say now is it, I just want to say I'm not biased. It genuinely, I thought this awake it was terrific. I think the home kit's pretty good as well. Um, uh, they, they've got the same home kit as last season, but. Um, the away kit is lovely. There's not too much extra detail on it. The the shirt, apart from that red and blue uh, band that Rich just mentioned, is there's not much else that you've got on the shorts. I think there might be a blue stripe down the side of the shorts, and the socks have got a single uh, blue hoop near the sort of turnovers. But that's it. There's not there's nothing else fancy about it. It just works because of its simplicity, really. And as I say, also that, that horizontal band on the shirt, Rich, I think it might be slightly deeper as well than the old Watford one. Yeah, um, it is, yeah. And it's good. It's a Son Deco kit. And I think, you, I don't mean to wish to drop you in it there, Rich, but I think you said a few derogatory things about Son Deco before we started recording. Uh, I just want to sort of say I'm actually a fan of a lot of their kits, actually. And, and the, the, the away kit that they've got for, for Dagenham and Redbridge is delightful um and also with my knowledge of uh dagenham and ribbridge as they were used to be my local side i can tell you that the uh sponsors west and co are funeral directors which maybe probably the less said about that the better um but um but yeah uh, not, and not the only funeral directors sponsoring a national league team strangely enough there's all kinds of different sponsors which we won't go into now but there's some interesting ones what did you say there was like an eviction services I'm just going to see if I can find that. I'm just, <laughs> I saw a tweet yesterday about it. I think it was a tweet. Let me just see if I can see it. Oh, no, don't, no don't, wish to, to... don't wish to sort of point and snigger at the you know the the poor old four, fifth fifth tier teams and all that. But um, you do see some sights at that level. Where, you know, I'm sure the football is wonderful to watch and all that. But um, uh, yeah, um, Western Co. They were used to be in um, I think um, Barking Town Centre when I used to live sort of down that way. There we go, marvellous. Um, but uh, but a terrific, terrific kit. That well done, Son Deco. That uh, gets our thumbs up from both of us actually. Um, while you're looking into that, Rich, I'll just sort of skim over one or two of the other things we found. Now, let's. Oh, that was it. Oh, go on. It. it was Streatham Rovers, I think. Um, <laughs> and the reason for that is because I think someone, uh, one of my one of my Cov followers. Um, yeah, there we are. One of my Cov followers uh, on on Twitter, or someone I follow, had said that <clears throat> if Cov goes under, they're supporting Streatham Rovers FC. So I clicked through, mm. and the first tweet I saw was that delighted to announce next season's main shirt sponsor, local property specialist Herod uh, Herod Eviction Services. <laughs> and the best part is, 
is if you look at their actual kit, it says their logo is here to help you kick them out. (laughs) That's their actual strap line. And obviously using King Herod, who murdered babies. But the best part of it was, was that this is for the, uh, oh man, who was it? Yeah, the uh, Exterminate Rat Poison League Premier Division. (laughs) He's not even joking. No. It's brilliant. That's just think, a great combination of names. I think possibly my favourite sponsor logo in the uh, in the National League this season is uh, the one that belongs to Braintree Town, uh, who have the sponsor of Ironmongery Direct, um, as if you'd uh, want a, a simple instant uh, access to a company that makes ironmongery. You know, if you've got wrought iron gates, we're the company for you. Uh, sorry, but it's just it's just a world away from the Premier League, and I love it for that. I mean, just uh, some of the some of the sponsors I say, uh, ironmongery direct, lovely. Um, anyway, I mean, as far as the other sort of kits, we won't describe all of them or anything like that. But um, the the main one that we have to mention is uh, Southport. Now. As soon as I say that, many of you listening will know exactly what I'm going to talk about here because this was a, a thing uh, at the start of this season. For those who don't know, um, Southport, who were once of the fourth division, I think back in about 1970-71 before they uh, dropped out of the Football League, um, traditionally they wear a sort of warm yellow tone of kit, uh, an all-yellow kit, some sort of warm yellow. Uh, well, this season, and actually not just this season, also last season... They did the spectacularly intelligent thing of having a fluorescent yellow green coloured away kit. And as I say, this was a thing at the start of this current domestic season because quite rightly, a lot of people were sort of saying, what, what's the idea of that? You've got a yellow home kit and effectively a sort of fluorescent yellowy green away kit. There's not, there's no real contrast there. And if you look at the team picture for Southport for this season, you see the, the usual sort of setup. There's some players standing, some sitting. And I think it's like alternate players. Some are wearing the home kit, some are wearing away. And there's, there's hardly any difference. I'm sure I'm saying stuff that a lot of people listening in now already know about. But it's just, it really is bizarre. But to, just to add an <clears> extra <throat> layer of bizarreness is the fact that their home kit this season seems to be made by Joma. And their away kit is made by Nike. Now, what the hell is that all about as well? I mean, like, couldn't you even just get a manufacturer to provide you with two different kits? It's just really bizarre. And there's basically, on our crib sheet, I've provided a couple of links. You can actually see uh, what happened when uh, Southport played away at... Um, oh, I can't remember now who it was. Um, hang on, I'll just uh, bring that up on my screen because it might be sort of apposite. Basically, uh, they played away at Solihull Moors. Now, Solihull Moors, their home kit is yellow and blue, right? So Southport wear effectively yellow on both their home and away kits, if you catch my drift. So what happened there is when Southport played at Solihull Moors, they had to borrow Solihull Moors shirts from last season, which are sort of white, red and black hoops, but wearing their fluorescent yellow shorts and socks. were a complete mess. Now, the only other thing I'll just sort of say while I'm kind of rambling on here is you might sort of think, well, you know, yellow, warm yellow home kit, fluorescent yellowy green away kit, uh, you know, let, let it pass. It's not a problem. That would be fine if you didn't have to play too many teams that wear yellow. But at the National League level, you're likely to run into Torquay United, Solihull Moors, um, Sutton United, 
and I think Maidstone United as well, all of whom wear yellow in some capacity. So that's that's more than your average than you're going to get in someone like the Premier League or whatever. So it really is the most mind-numbingly stupid idea to effectively go for those colours for your home and away kit. What's your view on all this, Rich? Uh, yeah, I think you pretty much covered it all there, Chris. <laughs> I had to get that out of my system. Um, really, I was going to say, are you, are you feeling better now? <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. Uh, <laughs> it's a ludicrous situation. Um, it is a stupid situation, but hey, you know, it's the fact that it's happened twice now, you know, two yeah. years in a row, I think. It's, well, clearly they don't give a toss, do they? So. Well, um, I've also provided a link on the crib sheet to um, an excellent article that Dennis Hurley our friend Dennis uh, wrote some time ago in which he sort of uh, outlines all the details about this um, and also about his uh, run-in with uh, Southport and the fact that I think he got blocked from uh, Southport's Twitter stream, uh, which uh, shows you perhaps the class of uh, 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 outfit that we're dealing with there without getting too nasty about this. But, I mean, I'm sure the club and the players and all that fine, but the powers that be that are in charge of sort of communications with people like... Dennis, who are asking perfectly valid questions, another thing entirely. But there you are. So, um, so Southport's bizarre yellow and slightly fluorescent yellow kits. Uh, we, we dealt with that. Um, just mentioned Sutton United. Well, I think their kits are quite nice. Uh, basically, um, the home kit for Sutton United is a bit odd. It's made by Joma, and it's a predominantly yellow kit. So essentially, again, a kind of like a banana yellow coloured kit. But it's, on the shirt, you've got like a brown coloured vertical band down the middle which is flanked by thinner white bands as well you don't often get a sort of banoffee pie color scheme on a football kit but um but okay interesting and the away kit is using the same template but white with a red vertical band so that one looks quite nice any others from the uh from the national league that caught your eye there rich um they're not a huge amount there's a lot of um not dross, shall we say? There's a lot of, um, I don't know, just plain stuff. Um, I think there was one of the, I quite liked the, uh, Sutton United ones, uh, just for the, uh, I like the fact they've used the same template, but in different mm-hmm. colours. I think yep. that's quite nice with the, the sort of stripe down, the central stripe down the middle. Uh, and I obviously have a soft spot for Sutton for no reason whatsoever. Nineteen eighty nine. Um there's a couple of Macron kits that I really don't like. Uh Maidstone United have got it. They've got that stupid neck that I think Bolton had um either last season or the oh, season. Oh yes. Gotta mention that, yes. Um man, who else has got that? I'm sure I saw another one in white as well. Uh let me just scan for them all. I can't think who else got it. I'm sure someone had it. It's bizarre. Damn. I've not, I've not seen that neckline anywhere before. I could not believe my eyes when I saw that Maystone United oh, kit. It's, it's awful. It's basically a round neck, but also they've got gone for this kind of what I can only describe as an eye-shaped black ring that goes sort of around it. I can't even describe it any better than that. You're going to have to look at the crib sheet picture or just Google Maystone United home shirt 2016-17. Uh, uh, just, I mean, I uh, actually I applaud Macron for for the fact that they've tried to be daring and come up with something different, and especially with necklines. It's, I think it's actually very difficult to do something different. It's let's put it this way: it's it's a, it's a good effort to try and be creative, but I don't think it's going to catch on somehow. Well, when when Bolton had that, the the bit in between the two rings uh, was red, so it was like oh. an inset of red. Which I just, don't remember seeing that. Oh, yeah, cack. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't a fan, if you can tell. Um, okay. uh, 
And I don't like the home neck. I'm sorry, the away neck on their their shirts either. I don't. I really don't like that Macron. That template. Awful. <laughs> that neckline sorry, on the Macron. on the away shirt. It's it's. I think it's what you might call like a baseball shirt style collar. And the only other place I can remember seeing something like it is when uh, I've got to get my facts right here. I think it was when Pele was playing for the New York Cosmos. I think for one season mm-hmm. they had a white shirt with this kind of green and blue collar style where the, the sort of collar comes in from the sides and then it goes down and uh, merges into one wide stripe just below the neckline. Not sure if that's the best way of describing it, but that's that's the only kind of comparison I have to that. But uh, I don't mind the, the away shirt too much. No. There were two more I wanted to mention. Uh, there yes. was, and I've just gone past it, sorry. Uh, there was Macclesfield, home and away, who were both basically my my next choices if we'd have done like a yeah. top five or anything. Um, beautiful kits from Umbro. Very plain kits. Um, basically just a classic Umbro mm. um, um, minimalist shirt, uh, almost sort of a tailored by range with a sort of button-up collar, very small collar, uh, and just off, uh, like white trim basically. Yeah. And then the away shirt is the same uh, template, but in white and navy. And they just both look really, really smart. Um, so they were my fourth choices for both home and away. And one other I wanted to mention, not for the shirt itself, but just for the actual uh, the sponsor logo, and that's Geisley. Uh, oh. Made by Pendle, the shirt, but the the home shirt, the the home and away, have got two different sponsors. But the home shirt is sponsored by Shelving Superstore, <laughs> and I just I just love the logo because it's like a sort of little shadow sort of shed, and it just looks ace. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag random. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's what appeals to me. <laughs> oh, no, fair enough. I suppose it's all, it's all in the detail, as they say. Um, uh, what else? There's um, uh, there's a nice Boreham Wood kit by Erea. It's it's one of those ones that's probably a bit divisive, but it's got a sort of slightly sloping panel that goes across one shoulder, and it's got like a rounded corners on it. The away kit particularly I like because it's a nice kind of pale blue kit with with a dark blue panel. It's the same template, but um, yeah, nice one that I thought. Um, and uh, yeah, there's all kinds of other ones really to sort of mention, but. Um, I think we've probably covered everything that we need to cover on that, but um, all I can say is a, a very worthwhile dip into non-league football, our first, I think, and certainly won't be a last on this uh, basis. I think there'll be more to come in the future. We'll, we'll uh, occasionally shine a spotlight on non-league. So if you've got any favourite kits out of um, those uh, uh, you know, belonging to national league teams, get in touch with us, tell us your views, and we'll hopefully read your message out on future podcasts. Oh, on the next on the, on the next podcast with any luck um but uh, there you go that's the kit collection section for this week and um, so we now move on to the kit off vote for this podcast uh now last time around we asked you to vote for your favorite of three shirts belonging to teams that were top of the premier league at christmas in various seasons and um well, I'll, I'll get you, Rich, to read out the uh, the final result in that. But there's a there's a basically a sub story to this. But anyway, what was how did, how did the, uh, the the vote go? The vote went thusly: um, uh, in third place, shirt C, Man City, season eleven to twelve. Uh, in shirt and oh, shirt B, what the hell am I talking about? <laughs> in second place, shirt A, Norwich ninety two to ninety three, the paint fleck one. Which I'm, I'm just disappointed that didn't get more votes. Only got twenty twenty six percent of the votes, and and by landslide, uh, in 
first place shirt B leads 99 to 0-0 with 63% of the vote. Yes. Now there's a reason for that. Now I'm not I'm not complaining. <laughs> I'm not complaining because basically we ended up with 172 votes which is our second most popular uh, kit off vote that we've ever had. So thank you all of you that took part in it and particularly thank you uh, to the uh, cross section of our followers um who voted who came to the vote as a result of being friends with um I can't remember the name of the of the uh, the account on uh, Twitter but it's basically a retro leads account. Um and I think once they hooked into it, uh, they mobilised their forces and dominated our voting, which is why 63% of the vote went to Leeds and why we ended up with 172 votes predominantly. So, but uh, far be it for me to complain. Thank you, Leeds supporters, for your interest. Uh, you've done you've done what you set out to do. Leeds win that particular vote. Well done. Very good. Um, <laughs> but basically, that's not the most one-sided vote that we've had, actually. But um, it wasn't far off. But um, I think there were certainly a lot of people that favoured the Norwich shirt out of those three. So, uh, yes, 63% for Leeds, 26% for Norwich, and 11% for Man City. So there you are. Um, and we've got another kit off vote for you uh, this time as well, actually. And it's uh, taking the National League kits as uh, as our theme, the, what we've just been talking about, basically. And so your three choices this time around are as follows. We'd like you to pick your favourite from the Dagenham and Redbridge away kit, the Solihull Moors away kit, and the Tranmere Rovers away kit. Three fine examples. We thought we'd go for the away kits because Rich and I, as I say, we, we both uh, matched each other on our choices there. So there you go. Three National League uh, away kits, or away shirts rather, for you to choose from and to, to pick your favourites from. All you need to do is uh, get along to our website, www.thefootballattic.com. You'll find on the most recent blog post um, some voting buttons there. Or if you follow us on Twitter, uh, then basically go to our profile page and we've pinned uh, the uh, the voting buttons at the top of that so you can vote there as well. Uh, but don't please don't vote on both because it just skews the results and we've had enough of that from last week. We'll lead United supporters, what we can say. Anyway... Well, go. as Brian Clough once said, you might as well chuck all that in the bin because you've <laughs> only won by cheating. <laughs> <laughs> ah, wonderful. Excellent. Uh, very apposite choice of quote there. Say. <laughs> anyway, there we are. So that's your kit off for this week. This week, or even wheat. It's going well, isn't it? Um, now then, um, in terms of uh, feedback and pointers, uh, first of all, I just wanted to mention uh, just before Christmas, we put a thing on our Facebook page just sort of saying that if you could ask Santa Claus for one football shirt this Christmas, what one would it be and why? And we had a lovely response, lots of responses to that. So thank you again, those of you that follow us on Facebook. Um, give us an example. What I like about this, Rich, is there's such a wide range of choices. It's not just all kind of, you know, Netherlands, 1988. It's, there's good, bad and strange amongst them. Maybe you could give us a few of the choices that we had. Well, we did have a Holland 88 one from yeah. Rich Wilson. Um, we also had, um, oh, where's the one I just saw? Um, uh, Douglas McIntosh said Aberdeen 1985. Um, and this is an interesting one as well. Uh, Stansky Mullins said Crew Alexandra 1990, blue and white Adidas. Only limited numbers were sold to supporters. I had one, but where it went is a mystery. Now that is gutting, that is. Mm. If you actually had one and you've no idea where it was. <laughs> Uh, never mind. Yeah. Uh, Steve Coe said, I've wanted a St. Pauli shirt for years. We'll buy one. <laughs> There's no, quite I think, a few available. <laughs> I think basically what he was saying there, I'm not sure where Steve lives, but, um, I think he said the, uh, the mailing 
charges uh, astronomical, and that's why basically. Oh, Azerbaijan. right. So, okay. Yes, I think he also swore, and I decided to leave that off the comment. But anyway, you get the idea. <laughs> Fair enough. Then I apologise, Steve. Uh, Try and buy one, but be prepared for expensive postage. <laughs> it's a bit late for uh, now. Yes. Well, yeah, uh, Mark Knight said, Oldham Athletic Tangerine Away 1981. Wow. Mm. Yes, uh, lots of other ones as well. Thomas Leach said, Celtic Home 88. Paul Broom, interestingly, said, not the Admiral 1982 World Cup shirt for England, but uh, the England 1975 home shirt, which is uh, another Admiral one. That's, uh, as I say, it's an interesting choice, that one. Um, but very good nonetheless. Austin Long went for his beloved Manchester United. He's gone for their green and gold 92-94 away shirt uh, with Cantona on the back specifically. Um, another good choice there. Um, oh, and uh, a friend of ours from uh, Chile, no less, I think. At least I'm guessing Chile. Manuel Alejandro Bustamente Delgado. What a wonderful name that is. He said Chile 97-98 Reebok with Salas on the back. Excellent. So you see what I mean? I just, this is what makes me smile. We have wonderful followers and listeners, and they all have very eclectic, wide-ranging tastes. It's not all the same. So uh, thank you, everyone, for putting a smile on our face. And and I think Camille Freliger, uh, he said uh, this year's Napoli White Show, which I think, Rich, is the one with the enormous um, blue sash, diagonal sash, the one we oh, yeah, mentioned yeah. on one of the early podcasts, I think. So there you are. Um, I think that's probably all the, all the comments we had. There might be one or two others. I think, uh, yeah, I've spotted a few more. Uh, Wayne Thomas William Garcia said Denmark 86, uh, the old classic one there. Russell Osborne said toss it between the green Arsenal one or an early 90s Sampdoria home shirt. Uh, James Wallum said England third shirt 90 to 91. And Mark Wilson said Corinthians home world club champion shirt class. I yeah. think that's all of them, actually. Yeah. Uh, James's uh, England third shirt would have been one of the pale blue ones, I suppose, which is ironic because we would, were talking yeah. about that before we started the podcast. There we are. So anyway, so thank you all of you for, for doing that. It was a nice little diversion just in the lead up to Christmas. Um, and needless to say, we'll be giving you uh, details of how you can find us on Facebook very shortly. Meantime, Rich, you've been busy buying shirts. Tell us what you've been I, buying. Yes, yes. Just, just keep it quiet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting into trouble. Um, it was quite funny because on the last podcast, you actually asked me if I'd bought any shirts to have on Christmas Day. Yeah. Because uh, I, I have done that for quite a few years. And I said, no, I hadn't. However, on Christmas, uh, no, the day before Christmas Eve, uh, so the 23rd of December, I spotted that Sports Direct had the Germany and Russia Confederations Cup shirts that mm. we'd all basically, you know, drooled over. Yes. And they had them for 30 quid wow. each. And I was like, what? Because they're like new shirts, you mm. know, it's got like 60 quid everywhere. So I was like, gotta have those. And then I decided that I would pay the 6.99, seeing as you, again with Sports Direct, 4.99 standard delivery. That's too high. Come on, drop it down, man. And also, I'm just while we're on Sports Direct, 4.99 to collect in store. Sod off, Sports Direct. Jeez. Yeah, quite. And so I can have it delivered to my house, or I can come to your store to pick it up and get served by your lovely people, um, and, and still have to pay the same amount. No, that's not on. F you. <laughs> Um, Fair enough. So anyway, so I thought, well, if I'm paying four ninety nine to have it delivered anyway, I will at least pay the extra two pounds of six ninety nine, therefore, to have it delivered on Christmas Eve. So I did. So I did have some shirts to open on Christmas Day. Yay! Uh, I also ordered from yes, I also ordered from JD Sports, but they didn't arrive till after Christmas because, uh, to be fair, it did say that, and I was I was quite happy to wait. 
Um, I got the Argentina home shirt, the current one, the Colombia home shirt, the white one, which I really like, and the Mexico, the current home shirt as well, which is the really nice sort of very nice green sort of um, shirt. And I noticed the Colombia and the Mexico shirts have both got a kind of lovely silky shadow print on them, which look really nice. And Mexico does actually have Mexico written on the back of the shirt, but in tiny letters on the collar. So it's a bit disappointing, but but they're very nice shirts and they were 20 quid each from JD Sports. very nice them, and I did actually discover that the Columbia shirt does not indeed have a collar. It's actually just a sort of fake collar, yeah. um, which I think Jay then responded, mm, "Could have told you that, you know." <laughs> I didn't ask though. Um, my next one that I bought in the sale from Subside was a shirt I've been eyeing up for a very long time, and I did actually order it once before, um, but Subside unfortunately took a bit too long to send it out, so I cancelled it. Um, but now I managed to get it for under twenty quid, and that is the. KAA Ghent champion shirt from the 2014 to 15 season and it's basically it's like a a sort of uh, it's it's basically like in blue it's like a dinner jacket shirt it's one of my kind of you know sublimated nightmare shirts um so it's like a kind of bow tied shirt with a waistcoat and then a a jacket over it all in all in blue um and then there's the big KAA Ghent badge on the back uh, with a Native American on it. Um, and it's just ace. I've been looking at it for ages. The thing is, it was never worn in a match. I think it was just the sort of shirt they wore at their, um, like when they kind of paraded the trophy. Yeah. Um, or it might have even, I don't know if they, even, if they even actually wore it for that. It might have just been literally just made to commemorate it. And they did make another two, which I have seen before. And I think I did actually see, it's made by a company called Jartazi. Or, uh, and I, I actually looked on their website. Um, about six months ago and they had the other two versions as well they made one in a sort of luminous yellow mm. and they made a black one which was to commemorate one of their players getting the golden boot i think it was um uh, but you can't get those anymore and i'm kind of gutted because having finally bought this shirt now i absolutely love it it's <laughs> gorgeous it's a really nice blue color um and it's, it's just it's it's a st- ridiculous shirt but i just absolutely love it so uh yes and then finally i picked up another two that i'd ordered in the jd sports sale um i got them yesterday which is the uruguay home shirt the puma one with the nice black uh, stripes down the sleeve which i think we covered in the copa america mm, yeah. um podcast we did which i said i liked it then it's also got a uh, shadow print on the front as well Mm, nice uh, <clears throat> that was that was fifteen pounds from JD Sports bargain, and a shirt. The other, the last one I got uh, for ten quid from JD Sports uh, was a shirt that I spent so long slagging off over the <laughs> summer. Um, but actually, I quite like it in the flesh. But I still don't think it works for the team it is, and that's the France home shirt. Now, I it's the I just don't think it works for France. I don't know why. It still doesn't. It's the the shade of blue is wrong. It just I don't know. I can't work out why I don't like it for France. But as a shirt itself, it's absolutely gorgeous. It's like a really nice blue, and the it's the vapor where vapor tech template is it? Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's uh, it's a really nice sort of version of it. Really nice electric blue color shirt. And then the sleeves are in the kind of dark blue and lighter blue, sort of very fine stripes. Um, so, and, and as I mentioned at the start, the uh, England shirts seem now to be getting flogged off from Sports Direct. Uh, and once they actually bother to put to match their prices in the shops to the website, uh, then I will actually get those two as well. But I've, I refuse to pay the. <laughs> it's like, even though it would save me what twenty quid, I refuse to pay the extra five quid on top of that to have it delivered. 
Come on, Sports Direct, sort it out, you know. Um, yeah. So I will shortly be getting those, um, and that, and then I'll get into trouble. <laughs> come on, come on, Sports Direct. I mean, look, we, you know, we're we are broadcasting here to literally six or seven people, and you know that can yeah. make all the difference to your uh, end of year sales, yeah, uh, sales profits figures stuff. Um, anyway. But some nice ones there. Actually, I do like that Uruguay shirt. That's one of the better Uruguay shirts, home shirts I think they've had over the last few years. And that France yeah. shirt, I think that would work better for, for Italy, actually. Yeah, that would, if you forget the, the cockerel badge Ooh. and put Italy's badge, I think that would work quite well for Italy. But, oh, yeah. Missed opportunity there. Um, but, yeah. um, and the, the, the ones you mentioned, the Argentina, Colombia and Mexico shirts have all got the tram lines, uh, tram lines, the Adidas three stripes rather down the sides. And is the Argentina one got them down the sides? Uh, let me just, I can uh, only just scroll about back see up to the picture. Bit. Uh, yes, it has. I think it has. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause obviously it's got to have the stripes on it somewhere. Mm. Yeah. It does have them up the side. I think you can see they're, they're white. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice indeed. indeed. Excellent. Good purchases there. Um, now, uh, some other pointers for you. Um, uh, Russell Osborne, a name that uh, has cropped up on our podcast from time to time, uh, contributor of uh, opinions and thoughts and views on different things. Hello, Russell. Uh, Russell has started doing a wonderful thing, uh, and that is that uh, he's got a, a YouTube account called Retro Football Shirts. And uh, basically what he's started uploading are little sort of two or three minute videos where he shows off some of the shirts in his collection and he describes what the shirts are like, some of the details on them. And also there's a bit of information about the team itself and uh, some of their sort of history and stuff like that. Beautiful little two, three minute videos. And I think he's uploaded about, I don't know, six or seven, I think, the last time I looked anyway. And uh, hopefully there's going to be a few more, but I just want to sort of point you in the direction of those. If you've got the crib sheet for this podcast, we've got the um, link there so you'll know where to go. But basically go onto YouTube and look for the uh, account called Retro Football Shirt. I'm not sure if it's shirt or shirts, but uh, well worth checking out. Well done, Russell. Excellent work there. Good stuff. Um, Another thing that uh, I can tell you about from personal experience is a a thing that I uploaded to my Kiplist website only a couple of days ago. And that's a, a document I've created called the Football Kit Manufacturers Survey 2017. Sounds very grandiose. Basically what it is in brief is... You know when you go to historical football kits and it's you get all the excellent illustrations there and it also tells you the name of the manufacturer of the shirt. Well, there's been many occasions, particularly doing these podcasts, when I've sort of thought to myself, I wonder you know, when the first, say, Hummel kit arrived in England and Wales and, and, and when did, I don't know, Buckter disappear off of the radar? When did they suddenly disappear? And you think all the information is actually on um, historical football kits historicalkits.co.uk if you like but of course it's spread across like hundreds of pages and I thought one of these days I'm going to be very nerdy and I'm going to go through and basically get all the information off of the historical football kits website and put it into a spreadsheet and then that way if ever I need to try and figure out anything like that and try to answer one of these questions that's kind of kit manufacturer related I'll have all the information in one place and that's what I did, starting, I think it was about late November, I collated all this information, checked it for errors, and oh, it took me forever. I was really <laughs> fed up to the back teeth with it in the end by the time I was finished. But what I've managed to do is basically put together a report, a little document, it's not even that little actually, it's about 41, 43 pages, something like that. 
And if you're interested in football kit manufacturers for the top four flights of English football since 1970, my document hopefully will answer any questions that you've got. You'll be able to see who made kits for which teams and when, which seasons. There's graphs, there's loads of tables in there. So if you like a bit of nerdy sort of st statistical stuff, hopefully that'll be right up your street. Now you've, you'll find that on my website. So it's kitbliss.co.nz forward slash noticeboard.html. Uh, that's uh, the noticeboard page on the website. And uh, yeah, give it a download, see what you think. And um, it's a bit dry. There's a lot of statistical data on there. But um, like I say, hopefully it will be useful for you. So uh, there you are. Enjoy. And then finally, just to tip you off about a project which uh, our friend Jay is doing over at designfootball.com. It's a new project called League of Blog Actor. And basically, it combines two things that were previously on our Football Attic blog site. One of them being the League of Blogs, which was like a design competition where we asked people to, not even a competition actually, we asked people to design a kit that represented their blog site or podcast. And then there's Log Actor, which is a sort of game where you roll dice and you generate results and you play out a kind of league season in that, uh, using that format. Well, Jay has decided to try and merge the two. And so basically the deal is that there's going to be a league season all the results are generated sort of randomly by rolling the various dice that were part of Log Actor. And uh, basically what he's inviting you to do, if you have a football blog, is to submit your team into the competition. You don't have to do anything. It's not a sort of fantasy league thing. You don't have to pick a team or anything like that. Just say, I want to be involved. Excuse me as I bang the desk. Just say, I want to be involved. And what will happen is over the course of a season that uh, results will be generated using the dice. And you'll be able to see uh, your blog site playing against other people's blogs. And the only other thing to mention is that Jay invites you to design any number of different kits, home, away, whatever, for your blog. And it'll all get into the mix. And hopefully it'll be a bit of fun, I think. If you want to find out more, go along to the designfootball.com website and look for the pointers for League of Blog Actor. It's all a bit of fun, nothing serious. Um, and uh, basically Jay's got all the details there. And if you can't figure it out from there, just pester Jay on Twitter or just say, how do I, how do I get involved? Because uh, I think it'll be a bit of fun. So there you are. League of Blog Actor. Uh, now, Rich, have we forgotten anything before? I think we're nearly at the end. Have we got anything else to add? I don't think we have, no. I think we've reached the end of our purpose <clears throat> for this podcast. And now the end is near. near. <laughs> Music and everything you get with this podcast. Uh, we just need to tell you how to get in touch with us. If you want to drop us a line, we're on twitter.com forward slash football attic, facebook.com forward slash the football attic. The website again, www.thefootballattic.com. And if you want to send us an email, please do at admin at thefootballattic.com. You can download the podcast via our website or you can find us on iTunes as well. And if you do, Feel free to leave us a, a lovely comment. Uh, we'd love you for that if you could. Uh, but uh, other than that, that's pretty much all we have time for, I think, on this podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. And uh, if you're joining us for the first time, uh, we hope you'll stay with us throughout 2017, needless to say. Uh, but, uh, Rich, good to speak to you again. And uh, let's do this again in a fortnight's time. What do you say? I say that's like a plan. It is, it is a plan. <laughs> it is a plan. definition. Yes. It's a good plan. Yeah, well, I thought so. Um, anyway, thanks very much indeed for listening. Speak to you again soon. But for the time being, 
For myself and Rich, it's goodbye to you all. Goodbye to you all. A very warm welcome to you all, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Football Attic Kit Podcast, episode number 12, the first one of 2017. My name is Chris Oakley. Uh, a warm welcome to you all and a happy new year. Glad to have you on board. Um, it now behooves me, before we go any further, to bring into the frame of reference... I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm going to start again. Um, I'm just rambling then. <laughs> right. Keep rolling. Well, I'll do this again. I could feel the sense time. of words falling out of the mouth and the brain going, <laughs> I don't remember picking that word. Ah, <laughs> uh, dear. You can see I've put all the effort into doing the crib sheet and I haven't done any introduction. Uh, right, we'll start again then. Uh, a very warm welcome to you. I'll oh, start Sorry. again. Sorry, do shut up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> A very warm welcome to you all, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Attic Kit Podcast, episode number 12. My name's Chris Oakley, and uh, may I be the first... Actually, that's wrong. Uh, may I be one... May I be someone who's wishing you a happy 2017. Yeah, you're probably listening to this in February anyway, so it's probably not really relevant. But anyway, welcome aboard. Uh, glad to have you with us. And uh, I say us because uh, it's... Uh, th- oh, f- I can't get this right. My words are going all... Right, last time. Let's just keep it simple. Keep it simple, Oakley. Just say, hi, welcome to podcast. Here's Rich. (laughs) Right.